All but the most expensive inns in Calais were filled, and so Inspector General and Madame Vernet spent the night in Verbore at a hostelry called the Boat d'Or, whose blackened beams had first been set in place while the Spider King ruled. These sheets are musty, said Victoire as she pulled back the coverlet. Smell the mildew in them. Thank goodness I brought our own along. I wish I had brought blankets as well. She sniffed at the bedding and began to tug it off the sagging mattress. They had been traveling for more than four days, and she ached all over. Ever since her miscarriage of six months before, the constant jarring of coach travel had bothered her, though she steadfastly refused to admit it. Vernet had been uncertain about permitting her to accompany him, and she wished to provide him no excuse to send her home. How does the innkeeper continue in business with such a place and with such accommodations? Because of people like us, but we cannot afford, he began. She nodded. Yes, and I am the one who ordered this economy, so it is wrong for me to complain. But still, she sighed and looked at the worn sheets, shaking her head as she heard the soft sound of a tear as she pulled the old stained linen free. She flung the sheets in a heap in the corner and turned to her own traveling cases to take out her own sheets. Vernet came toward her as she took out the clean, embroidered sheets. Let's not stay here. Let's find a decent inn. Where? she asked mildly. In the clouds, perhaps? She put the sheets down on the bed, then paused to unbutton her capped traveling coat before spreading out the first— We are already farther from the coast than we ought to be. If we go inland again, you'll be criticized because you will appear lax, and we ought not to. Finding her work impeded by her coat, she dropped it over a sagging chair. Immediately, a large brown and black cat hurtled around the chair, he had been curled asleep behind it, and, yowling his protest, leaped onto the armoire. What the devil? Vernet burst out, about to throw a pillow at the outraged creature. Victoire laughed unsteadily. Well, at least we can be certain that there are few mice, she said, and went to open the door to let the cat out. We ought to be grateful for such consideration. Now it is only a matter of bedbugs and rot. She continued with her self-appointed task, smoothing the lower sheet and beginning to tuck it under the mattress, feeling unpleasant grit against the rough hemp that supported it. Vernet's eyes were cast down. I hate it, having to stay here. Victoire recognized that look, and she set about banishing it at once. If we don't spend the night here, you'll not be able to pay for your new uniform— This is inconvenient. The uniform is necessary. Therefore, we will remain where we are. Once the upper sheet was in place, she sat on the bed and was not astonished when it sagged alarmingly. Tomorrow we'll depart early, and we will look for a proper inn to stay at, one nearer the coast. He nodded. Yes, as you say. He regarded her face for several seconds. You think I don't know what a treasure I have in you, Victoire? but I do. I would not have advanced this far if not for you. I know that I am a fortunate man. One of Victoire's many annoyances with her fair coloring, decidedly out of fashion, was the ease with which she blushed, and never more so than now. She did her best to look sensible while her cheeks flamed. 
Now, Inspector General Vernet, you must not flatter me. It will turn my head. I'm not flattering you. He smiled, mischief in the curl of his lip. I am stating nothing less than the truth, he declared. You are more observant than I am. Because I am not as often under fire, she interjected calmly, though her disastrous cheeks remained bright. Bullets are distracting.